ஓம் ஸ்ரீ சாய்ராம் ஆஃப்ரிங் மோஸ்ட் ஹம்பிள் பிரணாம்ஸ் அட் த டிவைன் லோட்டஸ் ஃபீட் ஆஃப் அவர் எவர் ப்ரெசன்ட் லாட் இன் வோக்கிங் பகவான்ஸ் பெனடிக்ஷன் ஃபார் டுடேஸ் டாக் டியர் லிஸ்னர்ஸ் அ வெரி லவிங் சாய்ராம் டு ஆல் ஆஃப் யூ ஓம் சகனாவது சகனவு புனக்து சக வீரியங்கரவாவகை தேஜஸ்வினாவதீதமஸ்து மாவித்விஷாவகை ஓந்திஷாந்திஷாந்தி ஹரி ஓம் தத்சத் ஸ்ரீசாயீஸ்வராணமஸ்து in our study of the text sadhana panchakam written by acharya shankara we have completed the study of the first verse and we are into the second verse as we saw the first verse deals with the roots of spiritual sadhana in the second verse as we can make out the preparation for spiritual life by a seeker is explained in detail in eight instructions by acharya shankara the language of shankara acharya is known as prasanna gambhira prasanna means it is so pleasing it is a delightful language and at the same time gambhira it is very profound in terms of the message that it conveys to us and as we can clearly make out in these verses so much of message is packed in each and every instruction that he gives to sadhakas who are the students of vedanta we shall now listen to the first two verses and then we shall see the meaning of the second verse वेदो नित्यमधीयता कर्मस्वनुष्टीयताधीयतापचिति काम्ये मतिस्त्यजताऊपरीधूयतासुके ோஷோனுசந்தீயத்மேச்சாவசீயத்தாவசீயத்தாவசீயத்தாவசீயத்தாவசீயத்தாவசீயத்தாவசீயத்தாவசீயத்தாவசீயத்தாவசீயத்த
The first instruction, as we saw last week, in this second verse is Sangha Satsu Vidhi Yatam. It means seek companionship with men of wisdom and also always be in the company of the eternal truth, that is Sat. Be in Satsanga always, that is the meaning. Then Bhagavato Bhaktir Dhridadhiyatam. This means be firmly established in your devotion to the Lord. In this context, we discussed the importance of the practice of Bhakti Yoga for a student of Vedanta. In Ramayana, there is a beautiful episode which explains as to why this bhakti is very important for a sadhaka. As we all know, Vali and Sugriva are two Vanara brothers and Sugriva seeks the help of Lord Rama to kill his brother Vali. Then Lord Rama assures him that he will take care of it and he will ask Sugriva to go and fight with his brother Vali. Sugriva comes and asks his brother to come and fight with him and he challenges him for a duel and the battle between the two brothers begins. The elder brother Wali has got a boon that whoever comes in front of him, that is his opponent, the energy, the half of the energy of this opponent will go to Wali so that he becomes very powerful and it becomes very difficult for his opponent to defeat Vali. And this is what happens this time also and half of the energy of Sugriva goes to Vali and Vali is able to soon defeat Sugriva and Sugriva comes back complaining to Lord Rama, O oh Lord Rama, you assured me that you will take care of the battle but see what happened, I was again defeated. Then Lord Rama says, See Sugriva, I could not make out who is Sugriva, who is Vali and both of you looked so similar and so alike that I could not shoot at Vali. So tomorrow you wear a garland and go and fight with Sugriva and I will do the rest. This is what the Lord says. And the next day, Sugriva with a garland around his neck, comes and challenges Wali for a battle and Lord Rama from behind shoots an arrow and kills Wali. What is the significance of this story for us? See, the ego self in us, which is symbolized by Wali and also the true self in us, which is symbolized by Sugriva here, they are so alike, they are so identical to each other and this is why we always tend to confuse the demand of the mind with the voice of our conscience and we always listen to this demand of the mind and we succumb to this demand of the mind and we are not able to make out what really the voice of the conscience is telling us. Therefore, to kill this ego self, the Wali in us, it is very important for us to take the help of Bhagavad Bhakti 
and it is our devotion to the lord that helps us to kill the ego self in us because it is so similar to our true self and we get carried away by the ego self always and this is the importance of the practice of bhakti yoga for a sadhaka well what is the test of devotion in us and bhagwan answers this question very beautifully and bhagwan says what is the proof of rain the proof of the rain is the wetness of water so similarly bhagwan says it is the peace of the mind that the aspirant has been able to attain it is the peace that protects him against the onslaught of failures in life and the peace in which he is unruffled by loss and dishonor and this is the test of one's growing devotion according to swami and as swami himself once said it is this equanimity that is present in a devotee is what qualifies him as the full time devotee only equanimity is full time devotion to the lord and every other sadhana or seva that we do is only a part time devotion so it should be our aim to strengthen or develop this equanimity as we progress on this path of bhakti yoga which is very much required for a sadhaka so now we shall move on to instruction number 3 in this verse which is shantyadih parichiyatam cultivate virtues like shanti and so on the word shantyadi here not only means the peace of mind that is very much essential for the sadhaka to develop it also means the six fold in a virtues or the six fold in a treasure namely shamadi shatka sampatti because another word for shanti is shama which is the control of the mind and the other word for danti is dama which is the control of the senses so what is essentially meant here is the sadhaka must strive to strengthen his sixfold in a wealth namely shamadi shatka sampatti this we have discussed in detail in our talk on tatva bodha when we studied the sadhana chatushtaya the fourfold qualification for the seeker and we shall see what this shamadi shatka sampatti is in brief now so the word shama as we all know is mind control mano nigraha see the shamadi shatka sampatti is very important for us because it helps us to make an identity shift in us it helps us to be always aware of the fact that i am a seeker first and being in this centeredness i will play all the roles that i am required to play in this cosmic drama so my primary identity is that of a sadhaka and everything else is secondary and centered in this identity 
I will take care of everything else. So this identity shift happens in us as we grow in Shamadi Shatka Sampati. Shama or mind control has to address three aspects as we have already studied. It is the quantity of the thoughts, the quality of the thoughts and also the direction of the thoughts towards Atman. So the quantity of the thoughts has to reduce. The quality of the thoughts has to improve. It must become positive, inspiring and constructive. And the mind should be always directed towards the Atman. This is what is required. So, having a high goal in life helps us to increase our Shama or mind control because all the efforts will be directed towards achieving this goal and this helps us to control our mind. See, the mind is always preoccupied because of two sources of thoughts. One is the thoughts that are arising out of the stimuli from the external world through the agency of senses coming into the mind and also inside the mind itself, the memory that is present also gives rise to thoughts all the time. If there is a high goal and if one constantly strives to achieve this high goal in life, then all the efforts are focused towards this and the worldly thoughts are naturally dropped by the mind. And this is the importance of goal setting and goal getting in one's life. Then, Dhamma or Danti, as we know, is the control of the external senses, the five senses of cognition, the Jnanendriya, and the five senses of action, the Karmendriya. Well, how to control these senses? We have discussed this in detail in Tattva Bodha. And as it is said, out of sight is out of mind. This means the senses and the mind or so closely related, if there is Shama, it becomes easier for us to strengthen our Dhamma and vice versa is also true. When we are able to achieve sense control to certain extent, mind control becomes easier for us. And as we all know, these senses are like the wild horses and they are always directed outwards. So, it is because of these senses, even the mind always runs to the objects of the world and this naturally drains us of our precious energy. And this is where Bhagwan's instruction of see no evil, see what is good, hear no evil, hear what is good, speak no evil, speak what is good and think no evil, think what is good and this teaching of Bhagwan is very essential for us to practice and consciously or mindfully practice this teaching. And how do we do this? The first way to do this can be to deny to the senses what is harmful to the body and the mind. Instead of suppressing the inferior thoughts and the feelings in the mind, it is very important for us to sublimate them through logical reasoning and substitute them with 
thoughts of the higher goal this is how we deny to the senses what is harmful to the mind then to delay gratification to the senses helps us to overcome the compulsive nature of the mind and also practicing moderation in whatever we do throughout the day by not going to extremes and this helps us to control the senses and this helps us to prevent ourselves from over indulging in the sense objects therefore it is very important for us to always go for sattvic enjoyment or sattvic means of recreation or relaxation and this aspect is explained in detail in the 18th chapter in the bhagavad gita where the role of the gunas is explained in detail see the rajasic sense enjoyment drains us of our vitality and energy and if we go for sattvic sense enjoyment in the name of relaxation then what happens is we start indulging in doing wrong things and this comes from tamoguna that is why we should always select sattvic enjoyment when we want to rest or when we want to relax because sattva guna leads to quietude of the mind see what is happening to us most of the time after a days of hard work when we come home how do we unwind we unwind in front of television or in front of our telephones or computer where the mind is constantly again engaged with the world and so at weekend whatever we are doing through this rajasic enjoyment what happens we are left weakened at the end of the week so that we develop only monday morning blues so this week end w e e k e n d leads to weakened w e a k e n e d that's what is happening to our mind and that is why giving the mind the sattvic type of enjoyment say in the form of listening to soothing music or we ourselves singing bhajans or undertaking silent sitting guided visualization and meditation these are all the techniques through which the mind must be practiced to relax or have rest so this helps in sense control and the shama and dama are complementary to each other the third shatka sampatti is uparati or uparama uparati as we have seen is the withdrawal of the senses from wasteful sense activities which take us nowhere as far as the goal of human life is concerned so uparati helps us to develop the inward focus so that the mind can focus on the atman so it is said if we want happiness for an hour we can take a nap if we want happiness for a day it is said go for a picnic if you want happiness for a week take a vacation if you want happiness for a month get married if you want happiness for a year inherit wealth but if you want happiness forever 
come to Vedanta where you will learn Uparati and Uparama so that your senses and the mind are engaged in contemplation of the Atman. So all the spiritual sadhana that we do, the spiritual practices in the form of Japa, Pranayama and meditation, all these practices will help us to develop Uparati and also Satsanga is one of the ways to strengthen our Uparati. So Uparati or Uparama in short is happiness of being with oneself not depending upon the objects of the world or the relationship in the world for happiness. Then we have the fourth Shetka Sampati which is Titiksha and Titiksha as we have seen is the spiritual fortitude or the sense of equanimity or forbearance that we are able to display in the presence of the dualities or the Dvandvas of life. It is to be able to endure the tiny pinpricks of life which lead us astray in our spiritual journey. So, staying steadfast on this spiritual journey is Titiksha. One of the important ways to develop Titiksha is to always remember as the Bhagavad Gita says, Agama Payino Anityaha, whatever that happens in our life, it just comes and goes and it is not permanent and it is impermanent or ephemeral. And this reminder will help us to develop Titiksha. And that's why we must always remember what Swami would often say, Tell yourself, this too shall pass. So everything is temporary. It just comes and goes and it is a passing cloud. This helps us to strengthen our titiksha. Another important thing for the sadhaka that helps us in titiksha is developing this prasada buddhi. When we are able to accept the outcome of our actions, as the prasadam of the Lord, then naturally we are able to be equanimous in the presence of vicissitudes of life. Bhagavatam says, if you have sukha, that is Lord's prasada, and when you get dukkha in your life, that is Lord's maha prasada, because it is the suffering that entitles you to the grace of the Lord. So that is why we must always count our blessings and be contented so that we can grow in our titiksha. And a mature way to handle or to develop this titiksha would be to know that it is my own karma that has caused this condition for me. So let me bear it with dignity and understanding that nothing comes to us undeserved in our life because today's destiny is yesterday's free will and whatever the freedom I have got today, the free will I have got, that will determine tomorrow's destiny. So this understanding the laws of karma helps us to develop titiksha. The fifth Shadka Sampati is Shraddha, which is translated as faith, 
and as the Tattvabodha explains, it is the active faith that one has in the teachings of Guru and Vedanta. So, it is not a blind belief, but it is a faith that is born out of logic and experiential proof for a sadhaka. Because the teachings of the Guru and the teachings of Vedanta are the time-tested teachings and that is why we must have this faith in the teachings and it is important to practice these teachings also. That is a part of Shraddha as well. So, through our faith in the Guru and the teachings of the scriptures, when we start believing what we do not see, then soon we see what we have believed. Soon we start seeing what we have believed in and this is Titiksha. And how do we develop this faith or Titiksha? It is very important for us to always understand that the Guru knows the truth and Guru himself has realized the truth and he knows what is good for me and he will impart to me the knowledge that is required and he also knows the stage of my spiritual evolution and he will exactly give me what I need in my spiritual life. So, this firm faith helps us to develop Shraddha in the teachings of the Guru and in the teachings of the scriptures. And it is very important for us to always be aware that it is the Sadguru who is alone capable of making us realize our innate divinity and the Guru not only gives us the knowledge but he will make us independent also to walk the path. So, this faith is necessary for the sadhaka. So, it is very important for us to pray every day, every moment to our Lord and to our Sadguru for instilling faith and devotion in Him. And this is very important for a sadhaka. Then the next, the last Shetka Sampati is Samadhana which means Chittai Kagrata or the single pointed focus of the mind. So, Samadhana is to place the mind very well in the goal that we have set for ourselves. So, it is the complete absorption of the mind in the goal which is called as Samadhana. And for this, the Sadhaka can take the support of the external things like the support of the breath by anchoring the awareness in the breath or better supports, external supports for a devotee would be the name of the Lord, the Nama and the Rupa, the form of the Lord so that the mind learns to focus on one particular form or one particular name and this helps us to develop Samadhana or the single-pointed focus of the mind. So, mindfulness is very important for a spiritual seeker. Once a Zen master was asked, what is the secret of your success? Then the master replies, I walk while I walk, I talk while I talk, I eat while I eat. But what is happening to us 
we watch TV while eating and we want to talk when we are walking and when we want to think ourselves when we should be listening to someone else. So, bringing our mind to where our hands are or to be in the present all the time, that helps us to develop the concentration of the mind which is called Samadhana. So, Shantyadih Parichiyata means strengthening our Shamadhi Shatka Sampati which has been detailed till now. And now, we shall listen to the first two verses once again and then conclude this session. Vedo Nityamadhiyatam Taduditam Karmasvanushtiyatam Teneshasya Vidhiyatam Apachiti Kamyematistyajyatam Papaugha Paridhuyatam Bhavasuke Doshonu Sandhiyatam Atme Chavyavasiyatam Nijagrihat Turnam Vinirgamyatam Sangasatsu Vidhiyatam Bhagavato Bhakti Dridadhiyata Shantyadi Parichiyatam Dridataram Karmashu Santyajatam Sadvidvanu Pasripyatam Pratidinam Tatpaduka Sevyatam Brahmai Kaksharamartyatam Shruti Shiro Vakyam Samakarnyatam Om Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma Jyotirgamaya Mrityorma Amritangamaya Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Tatsat Shri Sai Shvarar Panamastu I am thankful to Bhagwan, Team Radio Sai and all of you Jai Sairam.